Let's celebrate life with a little bubbly. Welcome to Bubbles of Wisdom Podcast. I am Danny, the artist. I am Maggie, the law librarian. We are cousins and best friends. With this bi-weekly podcast, we engage in meaningful and entertaining conversations about work, love, health, and of course, sparkling wine. We share our life experiences as women over 50, so all women embrace who they are and feel empowered as they age. Happy New Year to our listeners. Yes, I'm so excited for 2022. Woo! It's going to be a great year. Absolutely. I'm praying for the end of this pandemic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the new year is a time for setting goals and resolutions. And one of the top resolutions is usually organizing or decluttering your space. It's definitely on my list. Well, it's been on my list for the last few years. Let's be real. (laughs) And I have to confess that I'm a hoarder and I recently moved and because I didn't do a good job decluttering and organizing, the move took over one week and I moved from a larger space to a smaller space. It was a complete horror show. Yes. (laughs) I'll admit. (laughs) Okay. um, Yeah, that was quite an experience. But unlike you, I like to throw stuff. I'm quick to throw stuff out and a lot of people don't like me for it, but Hey, gets the work done. (laughs) Not only is she quick to throw stuff, she reorganizes all the time. (laughs) Well, then you'll understand why we have this person in the podcast with us today. (laughs) We have the perfect guest. That's right. Janet Taylor is an organizing expert with over 27 years of experience. She is also a podcast and host and producer. Janet, I need you. (laughs) Happy New Year, ladies. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Janet. But you know what? Before you get started, we want to make sure we don't forget because at the end, we all get excited and we tend to forget. Can you give the listeners all your social media handle, where can they find you and so on? Please go ahead. So my website is www.janetmtaylor.com. And the best way to get in touch with me is, of course, via Instagram. And I am Janet the Organizer. Ooh, love that. Mm-hmm. Janet the Organizer. So now, how did you become an expert? How did you get into organizing? I got into organizing because I was in the middle of being laid off from a job and I needed to really figure out what I wanted to do and I wanted to be more in control of my money and my life. And I saw an article about a woman who was actually going into businesses and helping them get organized. And I'm like, that's what I do. That's what people say that I am. So I started doing research, found out there was a national association of organizers connected with the local chapter and, you know, talked to my mother because at that time I was about ready to move out. And I was like, okay, this is what's really happening here. She's like, okay. So, and I just started part time doing what I love to do. And can you explain like what all that entails? Because when you say organizing, what does that really mean? 
So there's a lot of different things. So in the home, I basically come in and help people create filing systems, help them get rid of the paper clutter, help them organize the closets, or maybe make space in various rooms like the bedroom or the kitchen. Um, in the office, I help people create a space that's more effective and efficient for them to work. Or of course, now um, it's like a home office. And then of course, I really help people. I love helping people with their lives. And that's really taking it and looking at how they're spending their time so they don't get so overwhelmed with their schedules of work and all the other things that they have to do. Oh, I love that. So you also help people organize their lives, not yes. only the space, because I do believe that organizing for me anyways, not being organized around me, I feel chaos in my head as well. I agree because mm-hmm. I'm one of, and I am that person who has the chaos and the clutter, right? I admit it. <laughs> and so, you know, I've taken workshops on decluttering. You I, did? I certainly did. Oh, and you'd great. be surprised how many people have had the same problem. I know it is a big problem. It's a big problem. I do believe that a big part of this problem is the society we live in. We consume way too much. I've seen people throwing stuff out that I'm like, well, why did you even buy it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because the cystic says that 80% of the stuff we keep, we never reference again. <gasps> and we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. You know, we said favorite coat, favorite yeah. shoes. We always grab the same handbag. I haven't seen a sale that I don't like. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> okay. And I have clothing, still have tags on them. The shoes have never been used. It's it's horrible. <laughs> horrible. And I know I'm not the only one because no, when I was not. in the workshop, we people talked about the magazines because I call myself a collector. You I you name it, I have it. The books, shoes, the bags, <laughs> the clothes. I mean and this point in my new space, I don't have any room. You don't have the space for all that. You don't that. have the space for all of that. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to something else, because I love the title of your um, website when you're talking about the correlation between clutter and one's ability to attract love and money. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Because yes, it's like, you know, we create space to attract more money, love and happiness. And really with the money, there's a lot of different things because like you just shared, people, we're sometimes so consuming so much. So therefore, that's a lot of money going out. But if we really are really careful about what we bring into our home, we use what we need to use and we don't discard anything. That means we're saving money. But also in a business sense, if we just have systems in place where we track not only our inventory, but also what we bring in and what we go out. And that just means, you know, having spreadsheets with all your expenses. So you know how much, you know, you're spending every month, but also having a spreadsheet, you know, how much you're bringing in every month and just balancing that out. And then, of course, with the love piece, it's really creating a space, not only that you love, but everybody in the household can live in harmony. You know, what happens when somebody can't find the scissors? Next thing you know, people are fussing at each other. And there's no need need for that kind of stuff. Or, you know, you have one person who really wants to be neat. Another person may not be as neat. And it's just finding a middle ground for everybody. Okay, that is my husband and I. I'm the new freak. (laughs) (laughs) I organize and reorganize. All the time. You can't find the spoons. You can't find the... I'm complaining. Because there's always a better... If I feel that there's a better way, I'll try it. 
But then again, that might be overdoing it because if I'm moving things around too much, it's not better. So that's when I feel like, okay, I need the better, better containers. I need better, you know, I don't have a lot of closet space. So I know that I need certain furnitures because I like everything to have this specific spot for everything. I know that this is the closet for my sheets and this and that, and that's where everybody will find them. But it is true that, yes, I tend to overdo it. <laughs> but they say you should have a place for everything and everything in its place. In its place yes. And then also it's about really creating a system of the way you live and the way you function. Not necessarily, sometimes it may not make sense to everybody else, but as long as it makes sense to you, that's great. Because what I tell people is specifically when I come into their homes, I said, first thing, do not straighten up, do not clean. I need to mm-hmm. see everything the way it is because that lets me know how you function. For example, a lot of people now, we take our shoes off as soon as we come in. Yes. So then there's that pile of shoes by the door. Yes. And sometimes a simple solution for that is just a shoe rack. You know, a yes. lot of people now are getting to the place where they're actually putting their shoes by the door because yeah. they take them off, put them on. So why put them in the closet somewhere? That's right. Or, right. you know, now that we're, you know, where we are, you know, not only do you have a hook for your keys, but also a hook for the mask, too, so you don't forget it when you leave out the house. Yeah, you that's know, that's right. a good one. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about the hook for that's the mask. A very that's good a idea. very good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I still keep it in the plastic bag. So you do bring up a couple of points because I'm working right. I mean, I have a smaller space right mm-hmm. now. And so you're talking about organizing and putting things in their place. So one of the things that I think would be great to maximize a smaller space. Yes. And we talked about this is shelving and having doors that you can close so you don't That's have the right. visibility. Because if you don't see it that way, it will look less it's cluttered, chaotic. right? Less yes. chaotic. What what do you think of that, Janet? And that is true. And because you were moving from a bigger place to a smaller place, it's also sometimes looking at things that are multifunctional. Yes. For example, you know, and you know, I have my mother's trunk. She used to travel you know, to different places. I did not want to get rid of it. It's like a sentimental thing for me. So that trunk became a coffee table. But in addition to a coffee table, it's also the place where I put my little Christmas decorations too. So it's like a multifunctional. And sometimes it's finding pieces like that. But yes, shelving with doors, that way you can close things up. Or if you do have open shelving, sometimes getting a decorative basket, putting things in there and just putting it on a shelf so you know what it is. And then you can access it whatever and whenever you want, but not everybody has to see it or know exactly what's in there. Now, I can definitely see why you were called the clutter-free queen by Peter Walsh. Oh, my God. I love Peter, (laughs) but I can't have Peter in my house. Okay? He's going to throw everything away. You know, my brother, actually, Greg, love him to death. He's like Peter, right? He comes and he throws everything away. It's nerve-wracking. But that's great for you. That's quite a title. And it was, it was, it was so exciting. I mean, I'll never forget when, after everything was done, I did my little demonstration. Next thing I know, I felt his hand on my shoulder, Janet. I was like, yes, but you know, it was an honor and I truly, truly, truly carry it with pride. But it's also about, you know, a lot of times people think we're organizing that people are going to come in and just throw out everything. No, it's really creating systems for everything you use 
and you love and getting rid of stuff that you don't. And sometimes it's just having somebody like a brother or someone else to tell you, you know what, you have not used that in five years. So maybe it's time to transition. <laughs> no, you're going to clutter Haiti. <laughs> she said she can send it to Haiti. And that's another subject that I feel that that is big. There's so much stuff that we are throwing out and sending to other countries. And then it goes there and it becomes my, uh, you know, it goes into the minefield in Haiti. Well, yes, but that's a, that's, that's different. Um, and also I'm glad you brought that up too, because I think coming from a third world country. Yes. And so I think sometimes we end up with this because I inherited from my parents this third world mentality yes. of hoarding and saving, you know, because there's a lack, right? At some point and sending back, right? Yes. And I do think sometimes they do end up in these minefields, but what I'm talking about is when you send to people directly. To people that you know. Yes. 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 To people that you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also just wanted to talk a little bit about the hoarding and a lot of us have gone through the hoarding and sometimes it's just figuring out how to change your way of thinking. For example, my mother was a saver of everything. My goodness, when those little Mm. margarine containers came in the house, she (laughs) saved them all. And it got to the point when I became an adult, I started doing that. So what Mm. I had to do was I'm now buy things in a stick form because once it's done, it's used, I don't have a container to save because to this day, I still will find an excuse. Well, you know, I can use it for this, that, and the other. So sometimes it's just changing the way you think so that you do not hoard those things. And also sometimes it's really, instead of bringing, you know, maybe you used to bring three things in the house because now you're in a a smaller space. It's Mm -hmm. only bringing one because that's what you have space for. That's a good point. And I'm trying just to not bring anything. And you know, one thing also, even the fact that now we all shop at Costco and we buy in bulk and we have so much. And it's not like I'm going to use... 10 rolls of toilet paper tomorrow. Why do I need to have a hundred of them? (laughs) Well, I don't know. We're still in the pandemic. You may hold on to the toilet paper. (laughs) But you understand what I mean? Yes, I do. We buy so much much. in bulk. Well, you know, there were people who would build like homes or like storage places for Costco. They would call them Costco places or Costco homes. I want to know your, I want to get your feedback on that, Janet. What do you think of buying in bulk? Well, you know, I used to be one of those that used to buy like the, I mean, I think one time I must have bought like 48 rolls or something or 70 something rolls. (laughs) (laughs) It lasts so long. And I really kept trying to figure out where I was going to put all of that toilet paper. So now because of where we are, instead of buying that, I do like to like the small 12 rolls because yeah. that's nice and compact enough where I feel like I've got enough, but I also have a space for it. So I think in your effort to really keep yourself stocked, making sure you do buy enough for mm-hmm. what you need, mm-hmm. but you also have the space for it as well. Yeah. So, you know, sense. because I mean, like you were saying those Costco's warehouse, but that's oh, also the same mm-hmm. thing. Like when people rent those storage units. It's Thank like you. you you spend money every month, yes. every year for stuff that you will never use again. I do not believe in that. I have yeah. to say, I'm a hoarder, but I don't believe in I that don't either. Believe in if that. I have to send it elsewhere, I may as well get rid of it. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm not going to yeah. pay somebody to store my yes. stuff. And that's, a good, that's a good way of thinking too. Yep. And you know what? Um, and as we're discussing this, why do you think people are so reluctant to give up on the stuff? 
and also organize. Why, why do you think that is? There's a lot of reluctance. There's a lot of hesitancy, you know, pushback. Why, why is that? A lot of it is because people are so sentimentally attached to things and they don't want to get rid of, they feel like getting rid of the item gets rid of the memory or the good feeling, et cetera. So that's a lot of, and sometimes people just don't want to deal with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I have an uncle who, who may listen to this, but he, you know, held on to his like textbooks for for years. I mean, and I still don't know if he got Scan rid of them. them. <laughs> Let's take a well, picture. Well, Scan them. I believe in that. Well, I don't know because he is in his 80s, so I'm oh, not yes. sure. Okay. So, you know, but it's things like that. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of times people are just so attached to the thing, to the memory. They don't want to let go. Yeah, I worked with a woman years ago. We were going through her stuff. She had all these T-shirts. And I'm so oh, when man. I saw them, I said, so when was, I said, so why are you holding on to Because I could see it was an emotional thing. Why are you holding mm-hmm. on to this? Well, and a boyfriend gave it to me. Then she said, well, actually, an ex-boyfriend gave it to me. I said, okay, an ex. I said, so when was the last time you wore it? Eighth grade. This was a woman in her 40s. So some it's like sometimes you just need somebody to give you that gentle nudge to let you know. You got to let go of things. You have right. to let go. Yes, yeah. you need to let go. Eighth grade? Oh, my yeah, God. Eighth grade, Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, and sometimes it's even close, you know, sooner than that. Like I'm working with a woman, she's, you know, she's retired. She had all these wonderful suits of when she was working, but now she's retired. And I said, you don't need those suits. You don't need those long coats because now, you know, you, you're driving, you're wearing your shirt, short jackets. I said, maybe one coat, but you don't need a closet full of coats. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just having somebody say, you know what? You don't need some of this stuff. You, it's okay to let go. That is true. Mm-hmm. And I have heard and people have discussed the need to to purchase and consume is in, is to fill a void in one's life. Can you speak to that? And it is. It's it sounded like an adrenaline adrenaline rush. Can't talk about it, an adrenaline mm-hmm. rush because, you know, I had a friend who she would just love all the time just to go into a store and buy stuff. And I said, you know, you need to figure out what's really going on. And sometimes it goes back to, you know, our childhood when maybe we didn't have enough and now mm-hmm. we're an adult and we can just buy all the things we want and we need. And it gives us that, that fills that void too. Cause the real, some of the reasons why people hold on to stuff is one, of course, we already talked about hoarding. But another one is that deferring and delaying a decision about oh. stuff. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to open mm-hmm. the mail because we know what, what it really means. We don't have time to read whatever. Or sometimes we go shopping. We have stuff in a bag. We come home. The dog may need to be walked. The kids may need something that gets pushed aside. And then, of course, then there's that perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Like you want that closet right to have here. those. Right here. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> you want the closet to have the slim hangers. You want yes. all the beautiful containers like they have in the stores on Pinterest or on Instagram. So that you're not going to yes. move forward sometimes with getting rid of stuff until you can get it. And of course, the last one is the sentimental. You just hold on right. to stuff forever. So years, well, like in 2016, I finally decided to let go of the dollhouse I had as a child. Now, I'm in my 50s now. 
a little close to 60, but I'm in my fifth and I finally let it go. And the reason I kept it was because I loved it. The little toilet seat came up and down. The refrigerator door opened. The shelves came out. It was so cute. My mother, that was like the last big toy my mom gave me. So then I said, you know what? I'm going to get married when I get married and have a daughter. She's going to get it. Well, you know, I haven't got married yet. The kids, you know, that's not in the picture. But then I had a goddaughter. I said, hey. Yeah, I give it. To, I give it to her. She didn't really want it. So one day I'm just looking online, and all of a sudden I see the dining room set was twenty dollars. I'm like the dog. I forgot the whole house. I got the dog. I got the people. I got the car. I got the trees. <laughs> so it motivated me to get rid of it because it was like I finally realized. You know, I had moved with that dollhouse in a box for at least wow. three or four times, and I was like, you know what, no more. No more. No more. No more. And you were able to make money. Yeah. So and that was. was my, yes. And that was like, oh, well, maybe I can sell some of my clothes online. But the energy to do it. It's a lot. It's a, it's lot. a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I have an, a question for you, which is in regards to, you know, the fact that now we are in a technology world. We have so much, you know, being bombarded at us. My email box, my inbox oh. is at 7,000. Oh, my God. Yes. <sighs> That's just and that's just one of my emails. Yeah, that's a good one. Wow. Yes, and wow. it's overwhelming. So, is there someone that can help with that? Because that's why I need help. Mm. <laughs> well, there are people you know that can help you specifically get rid of all of that email, and that sometimes is, you know, deciding. Is it more investment to have somebody manage that for me, specifically Mm -hmm. if, you know, you're in a business, but also sometimes it's good to just really begin, you know, as we're in a new year to really schedule time, you know, once a week, just to kind of maybe spend like 15 minutes just trying to get rid of all of that email that you don't need and really creating a system for the email that you do. So you don't have to search endlessly for those important emails. Mm, I like that. Yeah, um, I like I that will too. Put that, because I do take some time when I have uh, downtime, I'll just sit down and just go through them and delete, 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 delete without even reading them. Right. So it goes to show you that perhaps I don't need that. So I've been now more and more than ever, mm-hmm. I've been unsubscribing to certain emails oh, that's because good. it's like- It's too much. It's too much. Too much. Yeah, and I tell much. people if they want to reach me, call me or text me because yeah. I'm not checking my email. It's business. It's so too I much. Need to have yeah, you it. need yes, to have yes, it. Exactly. It's business, but it's that's- just overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It is. It is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. In addition to that great tip regarding the email, Janet, um, do you have any other quick um, decluttering tips for the new year or yes. organization tips? Just for to start the new year yeah. with a fresh okay. thing. Fresh so outlook. in regards to the closet, one tip I've always seen out there is when you, you know how we hang our take our clothes and we put the hangers facing forward is to face the hangers towards us. And every time you pull out an outfit, you put the hanger, you know, the way you regularly face it. Because after maybe three months, you look and see which ones you clothes you haven't worn. Then after six months, you look and see, hmm, I haven't worn these three. I don't think I've worn this in a year. And then that way, maybe after six months or even if you want to wait for a year, you will realize, you know what, I'm not wearing these things. And you can take them out and you donate them. So that is definitely a tip I would suggest for the closet. 
genius. In regards to just, you know, one of the things, because we seem to be managing more, it seems, than our parents and our grandparents, it's time for us to have maybe like a little admin time, whether you do it weekly or whether you do it a couple times a month, where you sit down, you like go through some mail, you know, do you do your scanning for things you want to keep, you shred things you don't need. Mm -hmm. So that way that'll constantly keep that clutter and that paper pile, you know, reduced. Um, also, I am really a big proponent on planning because planning, if you take like 15 minutes, either at the end of your workday or at the end of your day, you save yourself an hour the next day. And in that planning, you could be just like maybe doing some strategies of, you know, what you need to take care of in regards to work, in regards to home, you know, what you need to take with you. Because now when we go out, we got to have a mask, a hand sanitizer, making sure you have your keys and all of those things. Yes. And then once a week, sitting down either by yourself or with the family. And planning things. When are we going to do, you know, meal? I'm a meal prepper. So I like cooking my Mm -hmm. food once a week and then just heating up. You know, when are you going to do grocery shopping? When are you going to do laundry? And when you do laundry, try to really schedule time to do start to finish. You know, put the laundry in the wash, take it out, put it in the dryer, take it out, let it cool, fold it up, put it away. Because that will be one less pile you have to deal with. I always feel that when you have to keep going back, it feels like it's never ending. Yeah. And just do that. So, and if you just spend like maybe an hour once a week planning, you save yourself three to four because you have like a plan, a strategy in place to do those things. So some of those are just like a few tips that I would definitely suggest when you bring something in, Mm -hmm. take something out. Yeah. I've heard Mm -hmm. that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, so doing just some of those little things will really help you. And also, whether you're working on a project, a, a DIY, or in your home office, or even at your you know office for those you know listeners who are actually actually going back into the office, try to end your workday with a clear desk because when you come in, you're more focused on what you have yes. to do and not all that you know. I got to move this pile here and gather all of this. So the the perk of working on a, a, from home is I have less paper. I print less. Yes. So (laughs) I have one less thing to deal with. So I'm very grateful for that. I have a quick question for you in regards to the planning. Do you believe in the digital planning or do you, or do you prefer to do a, you know, paper planning like the old ways? I am the old way. So (laughs) I do have my digital calendar and it's color coded. So I'll know when it's a client or when it's something personal for me. But I like the planner because, you know, earlier in 2021, I actually was just trying to figure out like, why am I don't feel as productive as I need to feel? Because, you know, I feel like I'm managing more and not as effective. So I decided to go back to the planner because I realized the reason I left the planner was because I got tired of carrying the big planner around with me. (laughs) But then I realized I don't have to do that anymore because I have access to a digital calendar. Mm -hmm. So I love the planner because it allows me to plan my day, my week, 
Um, I can see it at a glance. I just feel more in control. But I tell people, work, use what works for them. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'm a very visual person. So I have whiteboards. I have like all of my projects on a whiteboards with deadline dates. Um, I have post-its some in my bedroom with personal goals that I want to yeah. achieve just to kind of keep me focused. So use what works for you. I love the post-it for the new year. Yes, that's a great way of, you know, because whenever I start a year, I choose a word Mm -hmm. for my year. And I love having that word around. I've been putting it all over, but not on a post-it in front of me. Mm. I put it in, you know, my books and things like that. But I will do the post-it this year. Yeah, I have those huge, they have those huge posters. I don't even know what size they are, but they're really big. <laughs> and I just put it right on my wall. So when I get out of bed, I just like the first thing I see. That's great. I, for one, have loved these tips that you've given us. And I am definitely going to listen to you, to the podcast. Yes. And I love the title of the podcast, Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet on Apple Podcast. I, I just love that. It's for me. Yes. <laughs> she was looking forward to this show. I was. I'm glad. I was, I was looking like, forward I need to this Janet. interview too. I her. <laughs> well, Janet, thank you so much for all these amazing, you know, tips. We're definitely going to list them also for Absolutely. our listeners. We'll be putting that on social media to help them, you know, just give them that little kick to start the year in the right way. But for every show, we ask our guests for their favorite bubbly and when they first tasted it. What What is your favorite bubbly? I think my favorite bubbly is white wine. Mm. Um, and I believe I was like 21 when I first first tasted it. Do you have a specific one? Is there Chardonnay? A, is a it, name, you know, yeah. like a name <laughs> of a bottle that you'll, you know, one bottle that you always go back to? <laughs> You know, not really. I mean, I don't really have like a favorite, favorite one. I just love, you know, a nice little glass of white wine. And I'm usually like the one glass wonder anyway. My friends laugh at me. (laughs) But I do. Unlike us. I know, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you don't have a favorite, whether it's Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc? Because for me, the old sometimes, you like Chardonnay? Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that's great. That's great. That's great. (laughs) Janet, I have enjoyed this episode. I have to tell you, in preparation for the new year, I mean, I moved in June and I'm still in boxes. Okay. So we I think need to hire Janet. We need to hire Janet. Clean, you know, work with you and I have her back on the show. <laughs> well, I do have just one final clip because you you know you're you're still um, working through. So for your listeners who have decided that this is the year they want to get organized, don't get overwhelmed. Just maybe start with a notepad uh, and just go from room to room and just list some of the things you want to organize and just stay focused on that room until you get it done. And oh, then also making sure you write down all the things you need to do in that room. It might be, for example, mm-hmm. like let's talk about the closet. And I tell people, I do not organize my closet in one weekend. I may do my shoes. I may do my clothes. I may do my handbags. So you can like break it up, but always mm-hmm. give yourself a date and a time. So maybe a couple of hours or, or three hours just to, you know, put that in your schedule like it was in the So hopefully that'll help you move through the organizing projects throughout your home as well as your life. Oh, that's That's a great great tip. 
I love that. Yeah. Jeanette, do you have anything you would like to share with our listeners? Is there something for 2022 that's happening that you would like more people to come and join you? Well, I will be um, doing, I'll be celebrating a big anniversary in February. So I would love um, the listeners to just, you know, connect with me via social media so they can just kind of help me celebrate. And I'll be doing some giveaways and just some fun things. So that's the one big, I mean, we'll be number 28 years in um, February. So I'm excited about that. Wow. We have to join. Yes. Yes, Janet will have to come for a portrait. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Birthday portrait sessions. You need to go. We'll talk offline. (laughs) (laughs) Janet, thank you so much. You know, happy new year to you and happy organizing. And happy new year to you two ladies. And thank you so much. It has truly been a pleasure to be here. Happy New Year! (laughs) Oh, wow. Mm, That's a nice way to start the year. It really is. Our first tasting of 2022. Oh, my goodness. We love it. So we're tasting a Moet Imperial Nectar Rosé. This is so nice. You know what? I've tasted this before. It's actually my brother-in-law, Mike. That's his favorite. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, that's Mike's favorite. And I don't know why I remembered it to be so much sweeter, but it's not. It's not. It's delicious. But with the name Nectar in the title, I thought it would be Mm -hmm. much sweeter. Well, we're glad it's not. (laughs) Oh, we're enjoying this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look look at that beautiful color. That's coral. Yeah, Mm. it's a beautiful And those nice little bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) We know how you love the bubbles. You love the finer things in life, my cousin Danny. (laughs) So do you, darling. (laughs) True, true, true. And so, you know, do you taste the strawberry, raspberry, pomegranate? What are we tasting here? Mm. I'm just tasting good. (laughs) (laughs) That's my girl. Keep it simple. (laughs) Cheers to that. (laughs) But definitely some fruits. Yes. Definitely. Mm. And so some of the great varieties in this one are Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. Meunier. Yes. Meunier. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And then a refreshing, a little bit of Chardonnay. I don't really care. Well, it's a little bit less, right? Yes. It's about 5 to 10%. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So. I'm glad. Mm. Well, the price point it's not a it's not a cheap one. This is champagne after all. Well, it's Moet. a new year. That's yes. why we start yes, off with the best. Start. Exactly. Absolutely. Price point I would say about sixty dollars a bottle. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Well, sixty dollars where we buy them. <laughs> I think it's more in most places. I think you might be right. Yes, I but this is totally worth totally it. Totally worth oh. it. So this is a Thumbs up. Thumbs up. What a nice way to start the year. Absolutely. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Absolutely. Wishing (laughs) you all the best in 2022. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Bubbles of Wisdom podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with your BFFs. You can find all our information and join our mailing list at bubblesofwisdom.com. You want to keep this conversation going? Follow us on social media, Instagram at Bubbles of Wisdom, Facebook, Bubbles of Wisdom, and of course, Twitter at Bubbles underscore Wisdom.